everyone. This is episode three of season two of Going Beyond Salvation. I'm your host, Jess Robinson. And I just want to start off with saying uh, Easter, you know, we're in March when this is recorded. And so if you're listening, following along with these podcasts, I just challenge you as we go into Easter to really kind of study the different feasts that the Jewish people had and totally understand like how they were fulfilled in Christ. Now there's a few that have not been fulfilled based on prophecies, but a lot of them have been fulfilled through Christ. And because sadly there's a lot of ignorance about the feast, uh, especially among believers, like especially in other denominations. I was listening to that today and I just, I was so disappointed to see, you know, especially, you know, there was one that was studying to get ordained as a, a minister and they totally just associated the feast as, you know, something that Pentecostals only do and talk about with the book of Revelation is like, and there's much more to that. And it's not just... Pentecostals it's in the Bible so I just wanted to point that out before I started on the daily reading that the the feast is much more than just associated with one denomination or just the Jewish people it's in the Bible and you know a lot of these feasts were fulfilled through Jesus and that's what's interesting about it and what's so cool about it is the the parallels that happen and there's and several of the feasts that have not been fulfilled yet have yes they do deal with with you know the rapture and and what the book of revelation talks about but there's more to end times than just the book of revelation there's end times dealing with the book of Dan, daniel and there's several other prophets that deal with end time prophecy and many people don't really understand that and hopefully you know as we go on and I'm not very strong in end time prophecy but I'm working on it because you know I don't have an excuse when I say well I'm just not strong in it it just means that I need to get into it myself and study it and understand it and that's part of like this podcast is it's helping me to research things and to understand what the Bible a little bit more and I know that I'll still learn even more as I as I go on in this journey and so continuing on you know we go into Leviticus and we were talking about you know where it ended was in you know talking about infectious diseases and And we talked about that, you know, there was mainly for health reasons that God was giving these, you know, guidelines. It was mainly for health, but also because sickness was associated with sin. Not saying that, you know, a person had sinned, but because we live in a fallen world, there. And, and sin is running rampant in the world. There's sin equals death. And 
that means there's sickness, there's problems, you know, infectious skin diseases, different things like that. And so the Lord had to address that with his people, how to deal with that. And they, you know, he was trying to keep, you know, the unclean separated from the clean because they had to be set apart. The clean, you know, those he was seeking to have a people that is holy. And a lot of it was, you know, you think about it, it's, you know, health reason wise, you know, especially if it's an infectious skin disease, or it could have been, you know, even talking about, you know, sicknesses, such as, you know, like the common cold or something like that, which, you know, it, So, you know, and, you know, like when you think about, especially like when this is being filmed, there's the coronavirus and the biggest thing with the coronavirus is separating those who have the virus from those who don't or who are at high risk for the virus. And so, you know, it's just kind of that way, you know, the Lord was protecting his people but he was also, you know, associating sickness with sin because of that. Now they took that to the next level saying that, well, if you have a disease or, you know, you couldn't walk or you were blind or mute, it was either you sinned or if you were born that way, somebody in your family sinned. And that's not necessarily the case. You know, I know that there are things that, you know, you do to your body, such as, you know, people who use meth and continually use meth, they do open that door for their, their body to, you know, their, their teeth rot away, you know, then they start having health complications due to meth. It's just like that, you know, if we're the living the life of partying, which I, I have seen several people that live the life of partying, drinking, carousing around, doing drugs, and it catches up with them at one point and they end up getting so sick and they die, you know, and, and they don't live for the Lord. They end up, you know, dying unrepentant and it's like, it's, it's really sad. And so, uh, you know, we talked about the infectious skin diseases and the rest of chapter 13 pretty much t goes about with continuing to talk about infectious skin diseases. And one of the things that is interesting they talk about is when somebody's bald, you know, he was so caring to say, you know, hey, if somebody's bald and there's, you know, it's, it's clean and, you know, he's just only lost his hair. It, it's okay, you know, it, they're clean. So he was addressing that, you know, baldness was okay, <laughs> which, you know, because I know a lot of people that are bald. And so I, when I see that, it's just kind of, it always sticks out to me. And so, but he, he's addressing that. And then he even addresses like mildew and, you know, if there's clothing or anything, woolen or linen, you know, or knitted that has mildew, he was addressing that and protecting 
you know, for health reasons, because there's mildew and there's mold and, and mold is not safe. And so the Lord was protecting his people and helping them to, to know what is healthy and not healthy as well, you know? And so he, he did that with mildew. And then chapter 14 starts talking about, you know, what, how somebody is, you know, when they're, you know, considered clean and they're free from the infectious skin disease, they still had to go through a cleansing because the, the disease is associated with uh, sin. They had to make a sacrifice. And we see the first part of it involves, you know, two birds, cedar wood, scarlet yarn, and hyssop. Which when you think about like when they're talking about that with the fresh water killing the bird over the fresh water. And that all points back to Jesus because of the hyssop, the blood, the fresh water, the scarlet yarn. That all points back to Jesus. It's kind of parallel to his sacrifice on the cross. And then they, they did have to sacrifice a guilt offering as well uh, in order for that to, to be cleansed. And so that is in essence, you know, what, what is happening is they had to cleanse and, and he, there's even, you know, instructions if somebody's poor, how they're to handle that. But essentially they were to have a guilt offering in order to be cleansed from, from this, um, from this infectious disease. And so that was part of it. And like we talked about in the book of Mark about the man with leprosy, that he was to present himself to the priest in order to have that, that clean, you know, certificate based on, on the, the Mosaic law. That was what he was supposed to do. And he didn't do it. And it doesn't say in the Bible if he did present himself to the tem temple. So I wonder what ended up happening. We just know he ended up telling people and Jesus ended up not being able to preach openly because of the crowds. And so they were coming upon him because of this healing. And so this ends up being our, our reading in Leviticus. And then we jump into the book of Mark. We're going to talk about just Leviticus and Mark today. We'll talk about uh, we'll do Leviticus, Psalms, and Mark for the next podcast. So we're in essentially chapter 2. And as we all know, Mark, he mainly focuses on what Jesus did more than what he said. And he, when we begin in chapter 2, they're in, in Capernaum, and there's this miracle that involves a man who who's paralyzed and they're trying, you know, he has his, his buddies, you know, carrying him on a mat and they can't get into this house. Well, they decide to go up to the roof of the house and to let him in. And people think, oh, it was so easy for them to, to just get through this roof. And, you know, why did he consider that faith? And it's, I, I want to like explain that because I did some, research on it and he what it was is 
he's ministering in a home and what had happened is they carried when they carried him to the roof this is what these roofs were like back then there were outside steps leading up to the roofs of the homes because there was rainwater that was collected on the roofs and so the roofs roofs were also flat they were made of wood and sticks that were then covered with dried hard mud so when they took him up here there it wasn't just this easy get a hole it required both faith and hard work to carry the man remove the roof and lower him to Christ so it took some time and we see that Christ forgives him of the sins which that agitated the scribes because they considered that blasphemy they can they saw him equaling himself to God however they were silenced because the man gets up and walk and we see that you know he he wasn't let into the house but they freely let him out of the house so we see this miracle that ends up happening and we think about it in our own lives that you know we need a miracle we need a breakthrough and sometimes it's a process it takes time and we just have to have patience and and continuing to to lean on the Lord's faith and and or faith in the Lord and just continually talking about his faithfulness and clinging on to that and sometimes that's what it is it's just doing that and doing what you can you know what the Lord wants you to do and being still and waiting and it'll happen so and then continuing on they he talks about a man named Levi the son of Alphaeus who's a tax collector Matthew that is Matthew and see in the book of Matthew it's called Matthew but he's called Matthew the tax collector but in Mark he's called Levi and Matthew and Levi are both the same person and one if I yeah, they're both Matthew and Levi so they're they're both the same person and so uh, if I'm thinking right they're both Jewish names and not because generally they're some of them like John Mark uh, this person this book that we're reading from the gospel of Mark the the author is John Mark and John Mark is a a Jewish and a a a Greek Roman name and so sometimes they had two names and so you have to look at that in the Bible as well and so Matthew and Levi are the same person and he talks about the story of of Matthew and he says well they're just having dinner there's a difference in each of them you're going to see them and he has a you know he he has this dinner with you know at his home and he brings other tax collectors and sinners he starts inviting and we've talked about that before and 
in the book of Matthew that he was inviting his friends to know Jesus. He was that person that was going to share Jesus. And and so he's bringing people to meet Christ. And this infuriated the Pharisees because they could have no fellowship or dealings with the sinners. And so they were considering Christ a hypocrite, hypocrite for eating with them. But Christ is like, it's not the healthy that that. You know, it, it's not the healthy, you know, that need a f physician, but it's the sick. And so he was not called to the righteous, but to sinners to repentance. And that's who he's reaching out to. And that's how it is with us. I mean, we're, you know, there's a fine line, you know, we, we're called to be set apart, but we're also placed strategically in our spheres of influence to reach those who don't know Christ. And a lot of people make the mistake, you know, and it's, it's something that I've learned because, you know, it's been easy to pray, get me out of persecution, get me out of, you know, this bad situation, get me away from these people. And sometimes the Lord puts you in a position for a reason. I mean, you look at Daniel, you know, he was among the Babylonians and then he was also with the media Persians as well in that in that era and they were really ungodly but he was placed in this this strategic place and he was the one that these kings sought for for advice and because of that God worked so much through Daniel because of of his ability to to stay faithful to God but he was you know, also being obedient in the position that he was placed during, during that time. And we'll talk more about Daniel when we get to the book of Daniel, but that's how it is, is we're strategically placed, you know, God knows who we can reach out to and, and that's who he, you know, that's what he does. Now, granted, you know, when you're taking a stand for faith, and you're walking along the, you know, walking with the Lord and having a relationship with him at some point, you are going to come across resistance. And we'll talk about it in the book of Acts, you know, that when resistance came finally to the apostles after Jesus, you know, ascended into heaven and they're filled with the Holy Spirit and they're going and they're proclaiming the gospel like they're supposed to, they finally come across resistance and they don't pray for vengeance. They don't pray for, you know, to be freed from persecution. They pray for boldness to continue to, to do what is right. And, and, the, and the courage to do what is right. And, and that's, I think, our prayer sometimes is, yeah, we're going to run into that, into those things. And so that's you know, continuing on and, and Mark. And I mean, it's just kind of Mark kind of jumps from one scene to the next. There's not really a smooth transition, but that's just how Mark writes. And 
we come across about, you know, the Pharisees, you know, and the, and the whole question of fasting. And we kind of talked about that, if I remember right, in the book of Matthew, but just to kind of reemphasize and kind of add to it, the Pharisees fasted about three times a week. And generally, that was almost like for show. It wasn't to get God's attention. It was almost like for show. And they were rebuking Christ's disciples for feasting and not fasting. However, they're at the dinner, you know, because Math or Mark is pretty much putting them into this dinner. It's almost like they are still at the dinner at Matthew's house. So they're at the dinner, and this is true, and this is what it, when it was said was at the dinner. It begs the question, were they fasting at that time or were they feasting themselves? So that's my question for the whole thing. But, you know, and it's, and there's nothing wrong with fasting. You know, like, you know, my pastor was talking about that in our, uh, in his sermon yesterday. And, you know, because sometimes it takes prayer and fasting and fasting a lot of times is associated fasting from food, but there's other ways to fast. You know, I've known that people, you know, the Lord has told them to fast away from social media and not even take phone calls. Like they turn off their cell phone and fast because it's about getting close to God and draw near to God during that time. It's, it's, that that's what fasting is and see the pharisees were just doing it for show instead of you know with their eyes on the lord and so you know and jesus was saying you know well to about his disciples that how can they feast when the bridegroom's there which is true jesus was there with them so they're going to feast with him. and But there was going to come a time that Jesus was not going to be there. And there would be a time of fasting and prayer. And so, and we've talked about the, the putting the new wine into old bottles. We've talked about that in, in the book of Matthew. And so feel free to go back through the book of Matthew and those episodes and listen to about what, what the, the new wine skin and, and old cloth all of that so and then they finally end also with with the the sabbath the lord of the sabbath which we've also talked about that in the book of matthew and so i'll just you know refer you back to the book of matthew which you know as we continue along with the gospels we'll just kind of point out things that you know, that the Holy Spirit just speaks to me because there's sometimes, you know, something doesn't catch my eye in one gospel and then it'll catch my eye in the next one. And that's just all part of, you know, our daily reading with with the Lord and our relationship with the Lord. I've, you know, been reading the Bible, you know, studying the Bible deeply for, for you know, over over see I think I really started getting into the Bible about 
later in my college years. I wasn't so much doing it when I was starting my college because I was so focused. But when I was in my second year in college and I started going to church, I started getting into the Bible and hungering more once I got with other believers. And I was, you know, seeking the Holy Spirit. I had a hunger for the Word and, and reading that. And so that was 2012. So that is eight years. So I've been reading this Bible for eight years and there's still things that still pop up to me that I hadn't didn't realize. And so that's just going to how, how it's going to be. And there's, you know, I've no other believers that, you know, they've been believers longer than I have and something will pop out to them that never popped out before. And in all their time reading and but that's the joy of it because that just means that the Lord is is revealing stuff and you know he's just not going to reveal all of that to us at once but yeah because that's not healthy but he's going to as we as you continue on in your reading you'll see it and so that's it for today's episode uh for the next episode, we're going to read Leviticus chapter 14, verse 33 through chapter 16, verse 10. We're going to finish Psalm 30, going through verses 6 through 12, and then Proverbs chapter 5, verse 7, and then Mark chapter 3, verses 1 through 27. And so I'm just going to end in a prayer. And so I just want to thank you, Lord Jesus, for all that you do and you continue to do in our lives and that Lord we just thank you for the love and devotion that you have for us Lord and that Lord we look back in the Old Testament times and that Lord we just know that as we continue to read the Old Testament that this is just we see you know your redemptive plan coming into fruition Lord that each is a piece of the puzzle Lord of of this picture that you have for us, Lord God, and that, Lord, I just praise you, Jesus, for what you did on the cross, the stripes you took on our back, on your back for, for us and for healing us. Lord, I just pray, God, that as we continue to read your word, Lord, I pray that we would find healing as we read your word, that we would find comfort as your presence comes over us, Lord, and I just pray, Jesus, that we would just get to know you more every day, Lord God, and and that we just thank you for all that you're doing and continue to do in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a great day, you guys. Mm-hmm.